Welcome to Life in Full Expression with me, your host, Beth Wolf. In this show, we will explore, elevate, expand, and learn how to live your best life. Have you ever wondered what it feels like to live your life in full expression or create an expansive vision for your future? Get ready to be energized to fully express yourself. Discover your heart's clarity for dynamic direction and life decisions and develop your unique capabilities so you are delivering your ever-increasing capacities into your world. Join me, Bath Wolf, and unleash the limitless capabilities of your soul, experiencing amazement, collaboration, fun, and purpose. Life in full expression starts now. Super cool, you guys. Welcome this Monday, not only if you are live but in recording of life and full expression. Today we're going to be talking a lot about abundance and sufficiency and how it is ever present in our lives. Um, and I want to use a little bit of sometimes we are tapped into wanting more, 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 and more. And I want to basically recalibrate this word abundance for us today and that it's very relatable to sufficiency and in our world sometimes um not everyone in the united states and not everyone in the world but sometimes we we get caught up in the overconsumption of things and then we're coming from a scarcity mindset and that we're not enough and that things aren't sufficient enough and I just want to challenge us a bit about what kind of mindset are we coming from and is it truly serving not only ourselves our community our state our country our world and especially the sustainability of our world so Yes, abundance is ever present. And many things that I work with on clients is they have a scarcity mindset. And so we put them in this, you know, set your intentions, set your goals. Um, and it, at first, it feels like you're coaching your clients to want more and more and more. But as I've done this work just even a short eight years, it truly is about another word that I have found really well talked about from an amazing author, Lynn Twist, in her book, um, really called Living a Committed Life. I'll just put it up here. She is a global activist and visionary um, and has traveled all over the world. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what, what her experience has been with abundance and sufficiency, as well as some of my own mentors that has taught me about abundance and that it is ever present. So in this episode, I really have been continuing a series on mastering abundance and on experiencing and stabilizing it in our consciousness um, and what it's like to be in harmony with a true abundance. And I want to say a true sufficiency that really is in the universe for us. And when I was a little girl, as I've shared before, didn't really know much about religion, but I was introduced to a phrase that was said by a very high practitioner. 
of his name Jesus and his Hebrew name Yeshua, which in Hebrew language I've learned so far is a verb language. And in verbs, it is the act of being, a state of being. So we could almost say that Yeshua is an act of saving. And not just a person, but a consciousness of saving. And this is what I heard when I was a little girl. And he said that I came that you might have life and that you have, that you might have it abundantly. And I'm like, right on. I, there was something in me that was already activated that I truly believed that we could live in a life of abundance. But I also want to address the fact that abundance isn't just us over consuming and having more and more and more and more of what we truly don't necessarily need. Um, and in my own international travels, when I went to India and lived there for a month, as well as going to Haiti after the earthquake and seeing that these people were living a life of abundance and sufficiency despite materialism that was not around them at all. It really, boy, if you want to transform yourself, travel internationally, get out of your own space, whatever country you're in. So as I heard this from this high practitioner of this way of being and thinking and feeling that opened an infinite channel of good that is available to you and I, and really gain an insight and an awareness, um, giving us an authority and empowerment that really is our most beautiful birthright in this body from our eternal self. So what I really want to share today is a bit of a recognition of this, that we recognize the possibility of an ultimate truth, that even though you and I might have been trained in ways of thinking that abundance is just in the material realm. I would like to share that abundance is really truly from our spirit and it demonstrates in the material realm that abundance is truly from our eternal selves and each one of us has an infinite access to our eternal soul, our eternal spirit. And sometimes I know that I've experienced this, and perhaps you have, that sometimes we have resistors inside of us. And if you think about a channel with which there might be blockages or maybe not quite coming in, you know, when I was a little kid, we had rabbit ears on our TV, and sometimes the channel didn't come in real well, so my dad would have me stand and hang on to the rabbit ears, and I was an extension of that to help the, the tune come in. But anyways, and talking about today, I, once we really begin to clear our thinking and our feeling and open up what is natural for us to live in a free flowing stream of true abundance, of true sufficiency, I'd like to introduce this free flowing sufficiency a little bit more of the thinking of that kind of sufficiency rather than scarcity. I don't know about you, but you turn on the news and even yesterday I looked on the internet and I just, you know, typed in world news. It was not really fun to look at. It was scarcity all over the place. It was fighting. It was scarcity. And yet, as I have done international travel, that is not the only thing that I've experienced in other countries. It's been extraordinary, abundant thinking and feeling. 
despite the material realm that might be around them. So, you know, it's a little disturbing to continue to look at the world news and that that's the only thing that's put out there is a scarcity standpoint. So I want to remind us that the context from which you and I think and feel is really going to determine our ability to live a life of freedom or a life of constraint. So if you and I are thinking from scarcity and lack, which really is at times a megaphone that is put out to you and I, depending on what we're tuning into and what we're listening to, and really thinking from maybe uh, an idea of, I don't have very much, or I only got a little, or there just isn't enough. The thinking and feeling thoughts like this can only reproduce experiences that are in harmony with those thoughts and feelings. I really truly believe that we're energy and that our thinking and feeling is really going to bring into my reality what I am truly vibrating at, what my frequency is at. So when you and I are really able to take the seed of the good, rather than looking at a seed and say, oh, I only have this tiny little seed. But if you understand that that tiny little seed, maybe that we're looking at today and feeling and thinking about, that we, that if you and I plant this seed and we actually nurture it, that it will produce an amazing um, harvest and crop for us. And anybody can count the seeds. I love this. Anybody can count the seeds in an apple, but nobody can count the apples in a seed. I mean, seriously, you have no idea how many um, you know, we had apple trees when I was growing up. We just had three of them, but oh gosh, there are such great apples. Um, but every year those apples, you know, apple trees would harvest so many more apples. It was just extraordinary. So I want to introduce a quote that maybe you've heard of before from a very famous author, Napoleon Hill from Think and Grow Rich. And he said that every adversity every failure and every heartache carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. But you have to look for the seed and water it. We get to do that. There is an equivalent of a greater benefit, but we also have a responsibility in that. So I want to share a little bit of a story that has to do with this of as I might have mentioned before, and you've heard that I've studied the Bible quite a bit and for a couple decades, but I still feel like there's so much more wisdom in that book that um, is there to unearth. Anyways, um, Jesus, the Christ consciousness, tells a story about this woman. She's a widow, and in those times, a widow had no assets. She can really only, not only had no assets, but she was also in debt. And the man that she owed the money to said, well, I'm going to take your sons into slavery to pay your debt. And so she was very desperate and she needed help. Now, this is a bit of a metaphor. She went to get some help and asked, asked her, well, what do I have? She said, I really only have, all, all I have is just this little bit of oil in a container. And he said, well, go get all the containers you can find and pour the oil into the containers. And her logical mind is saying, wait a minute. Well, I've already got the oil in 
a container and you're asking me to go get more containers what do you mean go and get all the containers i can find and pour in it and i can recall reading this parable when i first was introduced to it and i'm like what i don't quite understand this so he said go and get all the containers you can find seriously go get them so that we can pour the oil in them and so she went and got all the containers and started pouring the oil and the oil poured and poured until there was more than enough for her to sell and pay her debt now let's unpack this a little bit this parable um the beautiful parable what we're talking about is what he is saying is really about our consciousness and when you think by getting all those containers it was really an act of faith in her consciousness to do that and the containers are actually receptacles the receiving units that she was clearly sending a message from her own frequency of her mind and feeling to infinite intelligence and to spirit that she was available to receive an expectation that she was open to receive um, more a sufficiency for her now it's one thing for you and i to understand the concept in one degree or have a rudimentary understanding or even as i say you know a rote knowledge kind of just a surface knowledge about how this is going to work in the quantum physics but the thing is that this is exactly how it works in quantum physics that i'm aware of so far today because you know we're learning new things every day and according to your belief and my belief whatever that is our expectation you and i really create a field of magnetism in which only that which we are in harmony with that field of magnetism that things demonstrate into the material realm and so if you and i think about really like a television remote controller okay imagine one of those in your hand and you and i have multiple multiple choices of viewing at any time so let's take it simplistically like let's say that we can view a hundred different kinds of channels and you and i got our remote control in our hand and every time you and i click that remote you and i are changing the channel because we're tuning in to a different frequency of the program that we want to be watching and we become in harmony with that our remote and the tv and the signal that's coming in there so you and i have all kinds of choices we can turn on we could turn on uh you know an adventure movie a tragedy a comedy we can tune in to whatever we want to and be in frequency with that so what i'm introducing to us today in this particular episode is tuning into a frequency in which abundance true abundance and sufficiency already exists not an overabundance. i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about more and more and more and more and more an abundance that is ever present all the time a great free flow of abundance emotionally um, relationally for us creatively for us and the material realm as well not just in a form but in life remember that the high practitioner that christ consciousness jesus said i came that you might have life 
and have it abundantly. But sometimes you and I might have a thought that, oh man, if only I had this or I had that. And we think really about what we don't have rather than what we already have. And I want to share a quote from a book I've been reading recently called Living a Committed Life by Lynn Twist. And uh, Lynn Twist is a global visionary and activist committed to creating a future that is environmentally sustainable, spiritually fulfilling, and socially just. I love all of that. She is the co-founder of the Pachamama Alliance, the founder of the Soul of Money Institute, and the author of the best-selling book, The Soul of Money, which she wrote before she wrote Living a Committed Life. And for over the last 40 years, she's worked in 50 countries and with over 100,000 people and many organizations and companies, inspiring them to expand how they see themselves and empowering them to express their commitment and creativity to secure the future of all life. I love that. And so she really quoted this amazing distinguished professor from the State University of New York College, Robin Kimmerer. And Robin says that gratitude creates a sense of abundance, the knowing that you have what you need. In that climate of sufficiency, the hunger for more abates, and we take only what we need in respect for the generosity of the giver. And I just want to introduce here a common thread of abundance and sufficiency. And in Lynn Twist's book that I've talked about, Living a Committed Life, she says, when seeking to live a life of commitment, the mindset of scarcity can become our greatest challenge. We might say to ourselves, oh, I don't know enough. I definitely have said that about myself. Or there's not enough time or resources or support. I can't do this work and devote myself to my family, quote unquote. Well, Lynn shared in this uh, chapter in one of her, uh, this book about a story about her beloved men men mentor, Buckminster Fuller, I'll get through those words, laid the groundwork for her committed life. And he gave a, a talk back in 1976 about the fact that the world has enough for all humanity to thrive, transformed her worldview, and launched her into action. Bucky's scientific research had revealed to him the true capacities of our earth to support all humanity. Developed properly, used wisely, and distributed fairly, the earth bounties could enable everyone to live a high standard of living. What was holding us back, ready? What's holding us back was an unconscious belief that there is not enough. Interesting, huh? Bucky also declared that the direction of humanity was to continue to innovate by doing more with less, so that even with a growing population, there would be enough for everyone everywhere to live healthy and productive life. He spoke of this sufficiency not as an amount of anything, but rather as a state of being. That's what we're talking about here today a basic understanding of the integrity of the universe. I can remember a quote by Albert Einstein. He said, you know, you really can choose to believe that we live in a friendly universe or not. 
And it was this new lens that Lynn Twist now had the distinction of scarcity and sufficiency. And she began to see the world through a lens of enoughness. So I put that out there. What if we could, what if we did see our lives through a lens of enoughness? Or we could say even abundance. And that's when she started to see the sufficiency of everything and everyone. Look at that. Let's just invite ourselves today to see people in their sufficiency of everything and everyone. Just, you know, despite at the level of fact where the facts are today, but if we come from a vision of the sufficiency of everything and everyone. So when you and I are in harmony with this deep knowing of abundance and sufficiency of the universe that is ever flowing to us and through us and for us, the universe, the infinite intelligence, whatever you desire to call it, is going to find a way to demonstrate itself for you and I. So we're going to go for a short break. I know that was a great introduction to a true abundance and sufficiency. And what I'd like to do for us today in this episode is how do we actually activate this flow of this true abundance and sufficiency that you're talking about, Beth? Um, how do we do that? What does it look like? And so we're going to take a short break. And when you come back, I want to talk about recognizing it and stabilizing it. And you and I can practice that today and the days ahead, because now I'm going to be in this activation with you. As long as I'm breathing, I'm going to keep doing this. So let's take a short break. I'll be right back after this. It is time to get inspired to take action in your life. Tune in to Know You're Crazy. 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 With me, Susan Denae, we are identifying, understanding, and treating our crazy one episode at a time. We all have crazy in our lives. The thing that sets us apart is how we deal with it. And I've got you covered. Enjoy your journey. You are worth it. Visit SusanDenae.com. That's D-E-N-E-E.com. Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Tune in to Transformation with Martinet every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Martinet and her guests are here shining their lights today through empowering stories of hardship and transformation. Begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartineEmmons.com and tune in every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific to Transformation with Martinet. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. 
I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to this episode about your abundance and sufficiency is really, truly ever present. And as promised, I want to talk to you a little bit about and give you some tools on really how to activate this. It's it's something to always talk about something and listen to an episode, but what could you do today to actually activate this? And it's really coming from a law of the universe that I was introduced to by my mentor, Mary Morrissey, as well as you learned it from somebody else, and activating this law of circulation. So just imagine in your mind that um, you, you know, you see this beautiful, um, smaller water feature in somebody's yard. And if there is a flow that is going to it, through it, and out of it, that it is you know, basically got a very good flow, it's circulating and the water is fresh and beautiful. But it, if, it, if it's not circulating, mm, there's lots of things that grow in it, it gets gooey, you, you know, uh, it's not okay to drink. So how do we activate this law of circulation and live in this fresh, green, growing edge of our own becoming, our own spiritual growth, our own human growth, with the deep knowing of our own sufficiency and abundance? And you want to make an agreement. This is the first step that you and I can do, is we want to make an agreement to play full out with the Spirit, with your eternal self, with the universe. Because if we do that, then the universe and Spirit is going to play full out with you. Now you might go, I'm not really sure what you're talking about, Beth. So you could do small experiments in your life and just play around with this, because ultimately that's going to increase your level of faith and believing. There's an opportunity for you and I actually to play in a bigger field of abundance and sufficiency. And, and I'm talking about doing this so that in essence, we are really not only just taking care of our own selves in our community and our overall nation and nations, and that we really are all one and we're taking care of this earth. So we get to be willing to create the condition which the bigger field can can really presence itself in our life and living a committed life in a life of giving skills talents and resources is one of the ways that you can do this that you can recognize and stabilize this abundancy and and sufficiency is for us to activate a circulation going on in our lives that we really are giving skills talents and resources that we have acquired over our lifetime and when you and i do that the universe is going to really play full out it's like loaded dice and when you and i are in harmony with this abundance and sufficiency in the universe it's going to find a way to demonstrate itself to you and i i don't know necessarily how all of that works up until now yet i know that it does work that way out of my own experience so let's give you a little bit of tools how can you take yourself to a higher amplitude of, of being in touch with your own goodness and your own sufficiency. I'm going to encourage you that this number one thing is to really 
give of your skills, your talents, and your resources. So one of the things that I have done in my life on a regular basis in many ways is the first part of my career, 40 years, was in sports and occupational medicine as a board-certified athletic trainer. And one of the things that I love to do is really to help people be physically fully in their life. And so I had an opportunity in the 1990s to travel to India and live there for a month. And uh, part of that time, I got to uh, work in Mother Teresa's home and destitute and dying, where I could help rehabilitate some of those people that are in there. I mean, very destitute of giving my knowledge that I had acquired about rehabilitating in an orthopedic way. And, and then another way that I activated this law of circulation is traveling to Haiti after the 2010 earthquake. And that was an extraordinary experience being in um, uh, basically a hospital full of 40 tents, if not more. I, there was hundreds. There was more than 40. And really giving them my skills and talents there. And I can recall people going, Hey, Beth, do you know how to rehabilitate someone that has an amputee? And I'm like, no, never done that. But I could go learn because I know how the body works. I know the biomechanics. I know how to rehabilitate joints and muscles. So I'm going to go. And it was so incredibly rewarding for me and expanded myself by going and doing that. So this is the principle here is that what could you be doing and sharing your skills and talents and resources? How could you activate that in teaching and helping others? And just, you know, could you even give extra food to the food bank? Could you go work at the food bank? Um, giving of excess clothing. Recently, I had the honor and of, of helping a local bank work on their vision for volunteerism here in our community and how they could give back to our community, um, up-leveling people's financial literacy and financial support. So whatever skill set you have, there is a way that you can give back and that you can activate this law of circulation. Absolutely. One of the things that we have in our local network group that I meet every week with is we have an amazing um, uh, nonprofit organization called Coffee Oasis, and they really are about bridging a gap for the adult youth that are experiencing homelessness, hunger, and they don't have a job. And they come in and they support this youth. They give them skills, sometimes even a place to live and um, clothing, and they teach them all kinds of skills. And I love it that this is in our network group every week because we all participate in giving to Coffee Oasis. So really, whatever speaks to you in that regard, okay, just take a moment and ask yourself, what could I circulate back into the world of the, the resources and the skills and the talents that I have that could really activate that? And I'll, gosh, I'll just tell you, it is probably one of my greatest joys to activate this law of circulation. Um, it just uh, has expanded so much in my own beingness um, of looking beyond the material realm of just the United States to travel to India and Haiti and see the sufficiency 
in these people's spirits and beings, no matter what their conditions and circumstances are. So, and I think sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes being in this stretch, okay, traveling to India, Haiti, or the stretch in your own community or a stretch even in your relationship that it can be a bit rigorous, but it can also be fun and exciting. And it puts us on a green growing edge of our becoming. So um, I want us to just invite you. I want to invite you to be on this fresh green growing edge of your own becoming of your own spiritual growth and that you want to be in, in agreement to living life and playing full out with the universe and the spirit, because um, then spirit and the universe will play full out with you. But it keeps you on a growing edge, doesn't it? That part of us that will keep us actually maybe constrained, that part of us that will contract and be fearful and doubtful, that part of us that is believing in scarcity something that i talked about at the beginning of this episode that is just literally broadcasted at times throughout our world is scarcity will keep us basically it can invite us to keep upping the ante to get bigger and bigger and bigger and that we play full out and that's something that i really learned as i um read the book by lynn twist of how just the incredible rigor that this woman has gone through and it actually her breakdowns brought breakthroughs that's one of the chapters in the book and it really does ante up the field and it's still the border of a known reality it's still going to argue for constriction that that scarcity it's really only how you and i are going to deal with that voice that will change us this is our opportunity to play on a bigger field of abundance and sufficiency um but you have to be willing to create that condition first in thought and mind and feeling and really present it within ourselves and i know that you could simply tell i could tell you about this and share the principles about this um but honestly i can't make this happen for you just like the clients that come to me i can't make it happen for them you and I, as individuals, we get to play in harmony with that field or choose to play in a harmony of field that uh, basically, are we going to play in a field of construction or are we going to play in a field of sufficiency and true abundance? And so a little bit of how this law works is that we've inherited this law of the world we believe in, meaning that if we believe in the world of competition and scarcity which is broadcasted at us a lot that that's our dominant model of how the, it works in the world right and this rules and operates that domain are the ones that are really going to continue to affect us so if we believe in competition and scarcity and that is our dominant thinking our dominant feeling then that's basically what's going to continue to affect us. If we believe in a universe of true abundance and true sufficiency, if we begin to practice living by this law of abundance and sufficiency that the world is really here to demonstrate itself to us and through us and for us, 
that we really are a channel through which good can move through in an ever-increasing way, then that's actually going to be demonstrated in our lives. So that we really being a channel through which good can move and flow and continue to increase through us. I don't know about you, but that I know that I have had experiences in that. And that is some of the greatest joy is, you know, being in Haiti in the middle of a hospital, uh, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> really. And um, we're teaching these people how to rehab and we're singing in Creole, which I barely began to know. And these people are having so much fun. They're laughing and giggling as they maybe only have one leg and they're on crutches. But there was such a flow going through me and for me to those people. It was really extraordinary. So what if we close the channel? Um, we can close this channel of flow by hoarding and keeping um, and really taking more than we really need and overabundance. Um, this will really decrease and you'll find yourself in, well, if only I had this and if only I had that, that's scarcity trying to eke out your own struggle and materiality life. So just being aware of that, if our five senses tells us what is real only in the material realm, and so we get a little confused if we're just at the level of fact and we're focused on what is just showing up with our eyes, if we begin to listen just to the broadcast of the material realm instead of coming from the broadcast of infinite spirit and true abundance and sufficiency that's where we begin to get in a little bit of constrictive thinking and scarcity and competition and it's not healthy it is not healthy for us it's not healthy for our world so what what do you want to do to really kick start the circulating good um and you can't just wish it in but you get to be in harmony with the law of the way the universe moves. So by activating again, you can do this today. What would be one way that you could share your skills, your talents, your resources, and doing it on a consistent pattern? It really makes a difference for you to be giving your skills, talents, and resources in a consistent way because this actually begins to activate an amazing flow. Uh, a picture, again, a really crystal clear um, water feature and, and pond, if it keeps flowing, it stays really clear, right? So that's what we want to do with our skills and talents and resources is to do that. Something I want to bring into this segment is um, Lynn Twist talked about in, you know, living this committed life, that there's actually three toxic myths that um, really are not good for us um, that are broadcasted out there. But before we get into that in the next segment, I want to introduce to you one of the things that will also activate this um, true abundance and sufficiency is gratitude. And I do this with my clients every single session I have with them. I, I give them 
really opportunities to do gratitude. I'm like, let's start our session with a gratitude. And some of my VIP clients, I'm like, let's go to a, some deeper levels with this. Not only is it um, first starting with, well, what are you grateful for? And that really is the easiest form of gratitude. It's kind of normal for us to be grateful for what is in our life already that we like, um, a child's health, our own health, a nice home, a good friend. Those are really easy. The next level of gratitude that I ask clients to step into is a gratitude is looking for the seed of good in the midst of a rigorous situation. Like, you know, it doesn't feel good right now, but what if I was grateful for it? So I ask my clients this question that really for them to basically declare that there is a seed of good in here for me in this rigorous situation right now or circumstance, and I'm going to find it. And so we bring that up in every session. And then the next level of gratitude is really from their vision, their vision of true abundance, their vision of true sufficiency, that they're basically acting as if the wish is already fulfilled, that they're feeling it, and that they'd be grateful for something that hasn't manifested in the material realm yet, or the relational realm, or the emotional realm, but we're going to be grateful for it already. So Matt, so no matter what is in your life, just bless it is a great starting point as well. Bless the fact that you have access to the infinite realm of spirit, that you have access to the internet, podcasts, all these information, that you begin to basically bless and thank everything that is already in your life and that you already have is a great way to activate this law of circulation. So we're going to take another short break, and I want to read some parts of this amazing book by Lynn Twist, Living a Committed Life. She has some fantastic information about really moving from a scarcity mindset and feeling. Damayanti, where you can find a special gift for that special person. Or perhaps that special person is you. Our collections include messages in sacred Sanskrit of love, fearlessness, divine energy, and strength made in America and shipped directly from us to you. Damayanti is the place to find a soul message unique to you, designed for your life journey. Go to damayanti.store now to find the special mantra that speaks to your soul. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martine. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. Are you passionate about impacting social change or working towards anti-racism as a society? Are you willing to deconstruct your innermost thoughts, ideas, and beliefs about racism? 
then Inflection Point Podcast, Cultivating Change from the Inside Out is the show for you. Join Anita Russell, Mavis Bauman, and Gail Hunter in open, honest, and deliberate conversations every first and third Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome back, you guys, to this final part of this episode about your true abundance and sufficiency is ever-present. I want to talk about, as we bring for this in for a landing, and read a little bit from Lynn Twist's book on living a committed life. And I'm going to start really in chapter 9, and she's talking about scarcity to sufficiency. Um, and when I began to seek to live a life of commitment, Lynn says this, the mindset of scarcity can become our greatest challenge, such as, I don't know enough. There's not enough time or resources or support. She goes on to say, or I can't do this work and devote myself to my family. It is a mindset that is debilitating. But from Lynn's perspective as a global visionary and activist, she says that it can be transformable. There's the good news right there. I think this is a good news, really, because she says that she has seen the radical truth that there is enough and there is more than enough. And that comes from a woman that, again, has traveled to 50 countries, has been in some of the most destitute places, and she is saying that. And I want to go back to what she learned from Bucky, her mentor. Bucky also declared that the direction of humanity was to continue to innovate by doing more with less. Remember I said this a little bit earlier in this, this episode, so that even with a growing population, there would be enough for everyone everywhere to live a healthy and productive life. Who does not want that? I love that vision and that idea. He spoke of this sufficiency, not as an amount of anything, but rather as a state of beingness. That's my invitation to each of us today is that we can begin to have this state of the being of true abundance and sufficiency. And he went on to say that a basic understanding of the integrity of the universe, that we really do live in a friendly universe, Lynn now had the distinction of scarcity and sufficiency. And she began to see the world through the lens of enoughness. And that's when she started to see the sufficiency of everything and everyone. What if we could? What if we could see that? What if we could feel that? Even in the midst, the midst of level of fact that people are starving in the world, not only of true hunger, but also of emotional hunger. Well, let me tell you a little bit more from this book. Her commitment to this paradigm began with The Hunger Project, maybe you've heard of that before, whose original title was actually The End of Hunger, a context of responsibility and sufficiency. That name didn't last because people did not understand sufficiency, but she said she did. 
and she began to live it, to teach it, and to raise millions of dollars based on it. Her approach to fundraising for the Hunger Project was unique, and she shares a perspective from Werner Erhard that distinguished what he called the two sides of the, of the hand of hunger. I found this really interesting when I was reading this. He said that one side is starvation and malnutrition experienced at that time by one quarter of humanity. And the other side is the hunger of meaning and the hunger of people who have enough to eat, but who crave to make a difference with their lives. It is this hunger that is rampant in the wealthier world. These two sides came together in the hunger project. She says that we understood that when people are in touch with their own sufficiency, they want to contribute. In her listening to people, she reflected back to them their own wholeness and enoughness, as well as the paradigm of you and me in the world. In their conversations, they began to see it as a privilege to share what they had, especially with people living in conditions of hunger and poverty. And to be able to use their money to make a difference to leave the planet better than they found it. Well, this approach to fundraising was highly successful and led Lynn to share it in a program for nonprofits called Fundraising from the Heart. And after 25 years of living and promoting this new paradigm, Lynn wrote her first book called The Soul of Money about the power of living from life from a context of enough. It was published in 2003. There's a revised edition that came out in 2017. And, you know, basically she now has the Soul of Money Institute and which she runs it with her, her partner, Sarah Vetter. And it really is dedicated to helping people live a life of sufficiency, generosity, and fulfillment. So I want to share a little bit from the book about she talks about the lie of scarcity. This great line that we all are subject to in the mindset of scarcity, it's an unconscious, unexamined belief system that we all swim in, but we can rarely recognize. So pervasive is its grasp on our collective consciousness. We instinctively feel that the world is a place where there is not enough to go around. And that someone somewhere is always going to be left out, that more of anything and everything is better. And that's just the way it is. And Lynn is not saying that scarcity does not exist. As a person that has worked directly with people in abject poverty, and I certainly have noted been in that. I was in the city of joy in India, which is the most poverty-stricken area in Calcutta. And I walked through there myself. So I have seen this abject poverty firsthand. Well, she is well aware that too many places in the world, including the United States, there is not enough food or clean water or health care. She's not talking about people who are truly oppressed and marginalized, lacking the basics, including homes, jobs, and opportunity. She is speaking to a disease of the rest of us, the comfortable and the relatively affluent, who fail to recognize that we actually have adequate resources 
for our lives and yet are driven by the desire for more. It is the scarcity mindset that she is addressing here, and it is what exasperates hunger and poverty in the world, driving our global economic equality. Now, when I was in uh, Haiti, uh, we actually had incredible resources, and it was from a very affluent gentleman. Um, he actually flew in all the supplies by helicopter. It didn't come from the United States government. It didn't come from the Haitian government. Um, it didn't come from the Red Cross or anything. It, was, it came from one person and, and flew in all kinds of resources for us. So Lynn illuminates three toxic myths of scarcity that I want to introduce to you. How people of privilege must move from scarcity to sufficiency. And I'm not even necessarily talking about the ultra, ultra wealthy, because, you know, in some ways in parts of America and even our community and even we're talking about a wealthiness, even of ideas, skills, talents, resources that we have. Here's number one toxic myth is that there's not enough. That there are too many people and not enough resources, food, water, money to go around. So we have to compete and fight with each other to take care of our own town. Someone somewhere is going to be left out and we don't want it to be us or our families. If you really believe that, consciously or unconsciously, you feel obligated to make sure that you and your home will never be left out, which creates a separateness uh, and us and them and we see that in our everyday government when people run for office and stuff sometimes they use this toxic myth number two toxic myth of scarcity is more is better more of anything is is everything is better period we need more money more square feet in our house more furnishing more cars more clothes shoes toys vacations whatever it is we need more and more and more number three toxic myth of scarcity is and boy do i hear this one quite a bit as i you know volunteer in, in places in my community and and even with my clients they'll say this well beth that's just the way it is there's no other way. This is the way it's always been and always will be. This is a mantra we apply to everything we feel we have no control over, no power to change or transform it. Reg resignation actually makes us feel helpless and hopeless and breeds cynicism. You just give up and succumb to playing the win and lose game. So what's the escape from these three toxic myths of scarcity? Well, number one, there is a portal to true abundance. And um, this quote by Gandhi, uh, Lynn says that the ground of being of a committed life is a sense of our own sufficiency. And Gandhi said, there is enough for our need, but not enough for our greed. It's important to make a clear distinction between sufficiency and really overabundance. Sufficiency is not an amount of anything. It's not halfway between more than you need and less than you need. It's an experience of being met by the universe with exactly what you need. And it's an experience of being met by the universe, again, for our true abundance. And really, we're craving it from the mindset of scarcity and fear and a need for protection 
in a not enough world. But that kind of abundance, overabundance, is easily turns into greed, um, basically excess and waste, and we accumulate way more than we need. And we really destroy our earth in doing that. Our scarcity-based consumer culture has most of us living in an experience of deficit. Do you guys feel that sometimes? Feeling like there's not, there's, there's not enough and there's something wrong with us and that we need to acquire what we are lacking. And in our per obsessive pursuit of more, we, we race past enough without even knowing what happened. So again, I want to just introduce you to this amazing book, Living the Committed Life. And um, if you would like to really transform from scarcity to really true abundance and sufficiency, um, I would love to help you with that. I give free complimentary discovery sessions. I actually have a very dynamic six-month course coming up here in April where we're going to go through true abundance and sufficiency principles and we're going to practice them and we're going to look at productivity as a mastery as well. So I invite you to join me. I will put a link up on the TransformationTalkRadio.com page where my episodes are played. And until then, you guys, Let's take a great look of how truly abundant we are and circulate your skills, gifts, and talents out into the world. Thanks for joining me on Life in Full Expression. I'll see you next Monday. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Life in Full Expression with me, Beth Wolf. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be your most elevated self and pursue a path of fulfillment clarity, expansion, fun, and live in your best life. If you would like to discover the seven dimensions of your life blueprint of expression, to fully express yourself, reveal your heart's clarity for dynamic direction, and activate your unique capability, visit BethWolf.com. That's Beth, W-O-L-F-E.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.